Welcome, everybody, to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only, brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how you doing tonight? I got juiced up on Saturday. And the start of that game, I was a little worried. I think that's a fair point. I mean, everyone probably had those feelings in the first 10 minutes of that men's game. But I'll tell you what, this team responded and took a shot to the mouth and kept on fighting. And this team looked like a pretty capable SEC basketball team. What were your thoughts, Sumter? Um, I think I, I'm going to quote Miles Studi here. I don't know if Mississippi State was ready for us. Yes. And, like, hey, no one in the post game asked Michi Johnson if he was ready for SEC play. I don't know. Yeah, just like uh, just unbelievable, just, just unbelievable. Twelve and one in the non-con, one and zero in SEC play. Just, j- just a fantastic game from the Gamecock men on Saturday. We're gonna really get into it here in a uh, in a few minutes. But just all I had to say is that this team is good. And there's metrics that want to show that this team isn't good. There's there's ways that people are saying that the team isn't good. And game in and game out, they just go out on the court and are like, hey, how do you like me now? You know, like I'm we're good, we're awesome. Um we we weren't we were a home dog. We, we, and 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 we go out and win. You, you know, I think Mississippi State was favored by three and a half, and uh they go out and win. Um and kind of take care of business in that whole second half. Like, like it was, it was great. I, no notes, no complaints, just, just an absolute delightful Saturday afternoon, Saturday midday game at the Colonial Life Arena. Michi is taking his play. I thought there was no more levels that he could take it to, but Michi keeps going to more and higher levels of play. And it's really impressive how he's evolved his game from just being a three-point shooter to I can drive to the basket, I dare you to stop me. Bryce, he is, I mean, I don't want to, His. he is the best basketball player that we have seen since Sundarius Thornwell, definitely. Um, there was some talk is, on Twitter today about was he the best since Downey, and people were like, well, Thornwell, and there was some debate on Twitter between him and Thornwell. We need to see this season. We need to see before we can put him, you know, into an era, you know, into a level of Thornwell, Downey, uh, BJ Mackey. You know, we need to see a body of work from this season. However, if it's like what happened Saturday, then we're going to be talking about this all season. That it was, it was as. He, he put the team on his back. He was the best player on the court. He, he he did literally everything. He assists, three pointers, driving to the basket, making free throws. Ended up with like six or seven boards. Just all around great game. The box score doesn't take away how good he was. He broke the press, possession in and possession out. Uh, I don't think they started full court pressing us with like seven or eight minutes left. I don't think we turned the ball over because of the press a single time. 
We got to about 21 seconds twice, but we did not get 10 seconds. The violation. first time they pressed us, they almost got a 10 second violation and maybe they should have. It was close. You know, like like the, the, the Mississippi state bench thought that they should have, but, but yeah, just, just, he was fantastic and just con- completely controlled the game the entire second half. It is very fun watching a player reach their full potential. All right, so let's break down this game. So we get to the game, pretty good crowd. The students technically were not back in till Monday, but you know, the 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 ones across the floor were pretty much there and I think it was half full behind the uh, basketball goal, but rowdy crowd, good lower bowl crowd. And one thing that I have to, you know, we complain about Ray Tanner a lot. I'm assuming this was his call, but, you know, during the game, they had a message, I think, about 10 minutes in that said to the fans, hey, come down to the lower bowl from the upper deck because we want you to fill the seats. I thought that was pretty cool that they did that during the games and people just started filling in and even get it more rowdier in that lower bowl. Yeah, yeah, the crowd was great. So, so yeah, so... This is the only game that they've played since we were on the pod last. Uh, if you if you didn't make it out, didn't watch it, had been living under a rock, um, Mississippi State, uh, we beat them 68-62. Meechie Johnson's leading score with 24 points. But that, um, fir- that first 10 minutes, though, Sumter. It was it was, was it was, was scary, it, was it, was it a little shock? Was the team a little shocked early? I on? believe that we may I believe that at the under 16 timeout, we had we had a singular point. Thanks, Michi. But I think he had the point. But then I don't think we broke 10 points till about the nine minute mark in the left in the second half in the first it, half. It wasn't good. It, it was a very slow and very putrid start. And I thought we were gonna get crushed. Like, like there's there's a 10-minute period of time where I thought everything that everyone has been saying about our lack of size and about how it didn't get exposed during the week non-con was going to be true. This Mississippi State team was big. Physical. They, they were big and physical. They had four and, Josh uh, Grays. They had the bodies of four Josh Grays. They were they were a big a big team and they and their game plan was to bully us around inside first first 10 minutes of the game they they executed it flawlessly and then the team woke up and i mean miles duty just consistent in that first half and early second half he kind of helped us when not many people outside of maybe michi could score so so can i tell you something that i think that that happened once they got so so like the game starts, we've got Mac and Clark in the game, and we're getting destroyed inside. Um, you you know it's it's like Jacoby Wright J- Jacoby Wright made the first field goal, and he doesn't come into the game until like five or Four, six fourteen minutes, minute mark, yeah, until the fourteen minute mark. So we haven't made like a shot. The offense the offense is doing nothing, and. Paris had Paris brought Josh Gray into the game um, very early, way earlier than normal, um, and which is different from his normal rotation. Normally, Jacoby Wright's the first guy he brings in off the bench, and uh, instead he brought in a big guy. Um, Gray picked up a few quick fouls 
comes hey, out of better, the game. Better, better than B.J. Mack picking up those fouls. Something that I think happened is that at some point they started playing their game and they started just playing the game of the team that went 12 and one in the non-con. And that is this small ball team. We've got, we're going to play four guard, like depending on how you count miles Studi, but like, I think he's listed as a guard and Davis. Yeah. Davis between Studi and Davis to play in the four spot. Yep. Yeah, but but they they went back to Mac at the five with with Studi with some combination of Studi Cooper, Michi Jacoby and Zach Davis in the game, and that's when they kind of got their swagger back, and they started and and their offense came back together, and that's the game. And I'll tell you what else happened when Mac plays out on the perimeter, it just spreads all these big guys from Mississippi State out. Miles Studi made more backdoor cuts. Saturday than I have seen a player successfully. They were beautiful. Just you'd be watching the game. It'd feel like we had nothing. We had nothing. We had nothing. And then all of a sudden it's a studi dunk, you know, like, like he did just a perfect backdoor cut into the lane. He just, someone sets an, an off the ball pick for him and, and, and us playing our four guard, that's our game. And what we need to do moving forward is not be afraid of the size in the SEC, we need to just hit them with the small ball. I'm fine with that. I mean, we're going to be playing, what, 10 out of maybe the 13 other teams in the league are going to have those physical power forward centers. I don't know if they're going to have backups like Mississippi State did of big guys, but, I mean, Missouri comes to mind, Alabama, the guys that just have big boys that they can bring in backups and they're as big because, as you mentioned, that is uh, on paper – and what we've seen so far is uh, something this team struggles against. Yeah, but and 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 they got burned down low from time to time. I mean, there would be some possessions when you you know where where Mississippi State would have a mismatch and and they'd just they'd work it inside and get a get an easy get an easy layup that sort of thing. But but ultimately, like running there, running the small ball lineup with Studi or Davis at the four is. Is is where this team needs to play, and they don't need to be afraid to play it. And Paris was—I don't want to say he was afraid to play it. Paris tried to match them with size. He he played Clark longer. You know, he normally pulls Clark very early. He played Clark longer, and then he put in Gray. And what they really need to do, and then once he just got back to the bread and butter of of what has been working in in the twelve and one around the ten minute mark. They started. They started clicking. They started scoring points, and they kind of fought back in it and, and got the lead before before halftime. If at the ten minute mark, or there was a moment where it's like one to eleven, and and like almost like eight minutes of the game had gone by, had I told you we'd be leading at halftime, would you have like believed it at all? No, no, not at all, not at all. And and here we're leading at halftime, and uh, it was what thirty twenty eight at the half. Correct. And then and then they open up the second half. And I don't think I think Mississippi State ties us a couple of times early in the second half. And then they but, but they just control the game the rest of the way. Mississippi State never once we took the lead in the first half, Mississippi State never led again. And during that um second half, you had it to where um late first and early second, Studi just made buckets, those threes in the corner. Um 
he was just monumental. I'm, I can't he was great. say enough. But then I need to. We need to talk about one thing. I think it's time for Boyles to take over Clark's starting position. Clark got abused a little bit, and he's probably going to struggle against those physical big men in the SEC. But Boyles showed up, showed out, pushed around, and you know pushed around on the block with the big boys. Boyles kind of showed off again. He's had a couple games in a row where he is showing that he can play and knows what he's doing as a freshman. Bryce, I could care less who starts. I care who finishes, and I care who plays the most. Breaking news. Um, who Who is the starter? Whether or not Stephen Clark starts, whether or not Colin Murray Boyles takes over Stephen Clark's starting job, could care less. Colin Murray Boyles needs to play more than Stephen Clark. If if we are finishing a game, I mean, I, I personally want us to finish with the um, – with the four guard, but, but just down the stretch, if we're, if we're putting in a couple of big men, it needs to be Colin Murray Boyles. He played, he played more minutes than Clark did. Well, that Clark is good on defense. He's made a couple plays this year. He's affected shots that have helped us, but in terms of just guys that can go score down low on the block, Boyles is that guy. And, and we've seen it, we've seen faith. it, we've seen it against SEC play. Now Boyles can, can play down there. I definitely have more faith in Colin Murray Boyles than I do in Stephen Clark. And you're right. He doesn't matter who starts. It's just perception maybe in my eyes, but I think Boyles is ready to play 20, 20 minutes a game. Yeah. And it looked like he wasn't getting tired either. You know, like, like they've been really managing his minutes because of the mono. And uh, I think uh, hopefully he's back and he can start getting 20 minutes. He played 17 on Saturday. Um, and Clark played 13 12. minutes. So he, he, yeah, 12, 13. So, um, yeah. So I, I see this, I see this trending, you, you know, more and more towards boils, um, as, as boils gets better and better. Um, the other thing that we need to talk about in that second half, Zach Davis was, Fantastic. Actually, both halves in the entire game. At once, honestly, we start turning things around about the 10-minute mark of the first half. I think it's around when Zach Davis comes into the game. And banks a three in, which was Well, that was late in the game. That was very, very late in the game. He banked uh, in the first half. No, it was was the first half? It was. I I rewatched it today. It was like about, you know, four or five minutes in the first half. Yeah, okay, okay. But then he had that. But he had that running little six foot jumper in the second half. That was beautiful. He he was sensational. He guarded uh, number fifteen for uh, for Mississippi State. He guarded Jimmy Bell, who is who who is who is way bigger than him, and is a and and would be would be a center on our team, and uh, and he did a a fine job doing that. He uh he made play after play offensive rebounds offensive rebounds big time we out rebounded we out rebounded Mississippi State I wouldn't have said that on my bingo card it did not feel like it no it did not feel they were bigger than us but those offensive rebounds in that second half it just it kept scoring drives alive um but Zach Davis Zach Davis was great um he, he he you know ended up with nine points. 
four rebounds, just 24, just solid, solid minutes. Got a little lucky bank on the three that like, if, uh, th that. Unless he called it, he could have called it. We he could have called it. He could have called it, I guess. Um, but let's talk about something that wasn't so great. Our guys were tired in the second half, and Cooper and Mac missed four free throws, two of each down the stretch, and it had to yeah. have Michi coming in and saving the day to hold the. I way. think we need to. I think we need to bring in um, a, 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 a nod to last season here, Bryce. What's that? We're going to do the modern exterminating. What's bugging you? And that was our free throw shooting. Clutch, down the clutch free throws down the stretch. Outside of Michi, it was scary. It was scary. Cooper and Mac have been over 80% for the year till the last couple yeah. of games. Yeah. Cooper even made two and then he missed two. Um, but, uh, and when Mac gets tired, he's short on his shots. And you kind of saw that because he played 30 minutes, but I mean, he was having to go against some big boys down low. Yeah. He, uh, he was three of six from the line today. That's a lot lower than what he's been doing. He was shooting 87, 88% at one point this season. He's now shooting 77 from the line. It's fallen 10%, which is significant. Um, it, it's noise, hopefully. It doesn't matter when you win, but it's amplified was, if you if you lose. He, he was tired. Um, and... And that's gonna be a thing. Like, like we need to play our small lineup, but uh, but but him him being him being tired, like like he he was definitely drained by the end of this game. It was a very physical game. I I do not envy what BJ Mack had to do Saturday. And he played, he he, he didn't have his best game, but he played good enough. Correct. And then Jacoby didn't do much, but he had that big three early on, but he was fine. Um, Zach Davis with 25 minutes. That was probably near a high for him. Um, you saw that we went in the second half to the 1-3-1 defense for one possession, gave up a bucket, and they went back to man. Yeah. I know every, yeah. every now and then we bring that out, but it's been abused the last couple times we've done it. But but so, so I think we need to come back here. And, and honestly, also, I think we also need to talk about Taylor and Cooper. Um, a little bit uh, in this game, we, you, you know, he 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 had one turnover. He he handled that press with Michi beautifully. He yep. really has come into his own playing point guard. Seven assists. Um, How many turnovers? One. I just said it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, seven assists. He he was he he he. Didn't have his best game, you know. He was zero for two from three, one for six from the floor. Uh, but um, but he's consistent and steady. But but, just, but yeah. man, did he manage that game? Played played more minutes than anybody else on the team. Like like and 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 managed the heck out of that game. It was a classic point guard performance. Uh, there's one play where Michi throws it to him on the block, and he immediately swings it to Studi in the like like he's he's down low. What I love about Cooper is that he's not afraid to go play on the post. And he's and, and he's on the post, and Michi throws it down to him. He catches it, and they collapse on him, and he immediately throws it out to Studi in the, in the corner, who catches and shoots 
it looked like something the Golden State Warriors would run. Him catching that, it, he he caught Studi caught and released the ball like he was Steph Curry, and uh, and and it's I can't find the highlight on Twitter. I've been looking for it all day, but uh, but it was it was my favorite play of the game. Cooper was great. Um, Studi Studi was great, and but, Michi, but, and Michi was MVP. Yeah, I mean Michi, like like that's to, to bring this back full circle. Um, Michi Johnson was just, he was the best player on the court by far. And when you have the best player on the court, you usually win a basketball game. So after those free throws that are missed and they had that three pointer, that got fouled by Davis, which it was ticky tack. They, you know, the guy I think flopped a little bit, but Davis did touch him. He hits the three, they make the free throw. We go and miss free throws. We're only up to under 15 seconds. Michi makes the point guard pick up the dribble because that's how close he was on defense in the corner at the top of the key or to the side top of the key. And I'm telling you, Michi steals the ball with seven seconds. You don't see that in SEC yeah. play of a, a, a team. Mississippi State, I think they're the only team that has more experience and starts that came back this year or transferred in than us. And Michi just stole the ball and won the game, makes the big free throws late. Yeah. And what, what what's funny is we even tried to give this game away, kind of like what you said. If, if, if you didn't watch the game, they're up six points um, and, and just rotating. We're getting fat. They're, they started right. fouling us. They found Cooper. He makes the he he makes his first two, and um and then they come down. You 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 know, and it's it's just going back and forth, taking a long time. There's about thirty something seconds left. We're up six. Uh, they fouled us. We missed two free throws. They come down the court. They end up getting a three. They end up taking a three pointer and get fouled and get a four point play and cut it to two. They then foul us. We missed two. Uh, we 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 missed two free throws, and um, and Michi then steals the ball on defense. Like they had the ball with a chance to win it or tie it and send it to overtime with like 16 seconds left, and Michi just makes a great defensive play. It was it was an it was an all SEC caliber defensive play. He he wouldn't let us give it away. It, the, the the student section's chanting his name. At the end of the game, after this happened, like he's going to the line shooting free throws and they're just they're chanting his name. It was great. It was it was absolutely fantastic. We're one and zero in the SEC and we have everything in front of us. Then now you got Alabama on the road Tuesday, which I can't remember the last time we beat Alabama or beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And then you got at Missouri the end of the week, which. Georgia beat the crap out of Missouri at Missouri. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting we, week. We we need to win the Missouri game, Bryce. The, the, the Alabama game, we need to play well against Alabama. Like, like, I, like we don't need to go get beat by 30 points. Um, I think this team's going to go out there and play, but Alabama is always a tough matchup, even Missouri. I saw, I saw the ESPN win expectancy thing. Yeah. Uh, I, somebody put it on Twitter, and, and it was like 90% Alabama. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I don't want to be the person that tells this Carolina Gamecocks team that we don't believe in them. Cause like, I bet you they put that on the board before the game. 
yeah, like they don't need, they've got so many chips on their shoulder. Just, just keep piling them on. They're going to keep beating them. It's going to like, I don't, Alabama's probably going to beat us Tuesday night. Okay. Like, I'm not going to say we're going to go in there and win. It's going to toss. We can go in, but we can go in there and win. I I will not be surprised if this team figures out how to beat Alabama. I'll put it that way. Vegas is going off the pass because they've been a bad matchup over the last 10 years. That's probably fair. But they're number Uh, five in Missouri. They're Alabama's number five in the net with five losses. They've had a. Yeah, and they're like seven in Kim Pum. So let's go get a quad one win on the road. Yeah, that'd be great, man. If 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 they if they beat Alabama, they'll get ranked. And Missouri is playing Kentucky, so Missouri might have almost a five hundred record, and they they might be in the dumps come Saturday. Uh, but yeah, one and one this week. Like like this Mississippi State game was so important because they can now go on this road trip and split them and just be just fine, be absolutely fine. Well, that's what we wanted to do going into the week. We end the week with a big win, 68-62 over Mississippi State. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. I think if South Carolina somehow goes in and beats Alabama, everyone and their mama, national writers, are going to be like this. Okay, South Carolina's for real. You got a little love on Saturday, but it was a home game. Home games matter in the SEC, as you can tell, the home home court advantage. But let's see what happens Tuesday. and. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a close game and we have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree with you. I, I have nothing else to add. Breaking news. Sumter agrees with me. All right. Let's go over to the women. The women started SEC play Thursday night and they played today, Sunday, beat Florida on Thursday night. Um, what were your thoughts on the women this week? Just the same as they have been. This team's good. This team's loaded. This team's good. They're gonna they're gonna win a lot of basketball games they beat- on the road. Doesn't matter, you know. Like uh, I mean, they 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 kind of took care of business. They beat Florida 89-66. Where they beat Mississippi State eighty five sixty six. And Mississippi State game today, they came out a little bit slower. A couple turnovers. Even Dawn in the post game was saying that you know we had a lot of turnovers and stuff that we need to clean up and. Don wants them to refocus on basketball after being off this last week, but um, I don't. What more? What more do you want them to do? Hey, I'm just telling you, Don was a little, you know, had some words in post game. It, it, it makes you a little happy that Don agrees with you, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It, it, does. it does. It does. It does. It, it makes you a little happy that you can come on here and complain about the women being undefeated, winning, winning both their games by by 19, 20 points. And 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 you can come on here and complain because you love nothing more than to complain. Just, you know, we had a little break and this week we just need to clean up little things. But it's good to clean up the little things when you're winning, especially by 20 points or 20 plus. This team has the talent. And you saw even today the big top teams are getting upset. You see NC State lost to Virginia Tech. That was a wild game. Um, was, is that really an upset? Well, Virginia Tech was 14 and NC State was hot, but the back and forth the last minute was wild. I mean, I I yes, I get that if if number three loses to number 14, that's an upset. But like 
Virginia Tech's number 14 for a reason. You know, Virginia Tech went to, what, the final four last year, right? Right. I, that I, That is not necessarily an upset. That is just the rankings working themselves out. And then Ole Miss gave LSU all they wanted today. LSU wins, but Ole Miss, I think they had their star player hurt for the year, but I wish it would have what happened would have they would have had full full team there. But anyway, it comes LSU, down to LSU is LSU's not good. Well when I say they're not good, not good is not the right is 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 not breaking correct. news. Sumter breaking the news here. LSU is LSU is a team of stars that is gonna drop some games that they shouldn't or that is that that is more beatable than they appear because they have because they don't they have too many egos and um and teams like like Ole Miss blew the game today. Ole Miss should have beat them. Well, I just think we're going to give LSU all they want coming up, but the women handle business. Um we need to work on the turnovers, but the team's next game is I'll not believe. good, Bryce. Not good. At Missouri. It's always it's always scary not, when not you go, good. when you go to Missouri. It's always scary. When is the last time the women's basketball team lost a regular season basketball game? Missouri two years ago. At Missouri. That's right. Against their seven scholarship players. Lost at the buzzer. And if it wasn't for that, it'd been a long time since we lost. A regular so. season game would be be over two years. Um, I feel like they're going to go in and take care of business at Missouri, but uh, but it makes keep, me keep nervous. an eye, keep an eye on it, keep an eye. You can't have twenty turnovers or fifteen turnovers against Missouri. So, are you ready for what I want? What do you want? Um, They play Missouri, 8 o'clock, Thursday, January the 11th. Cox by 90, baby. Ooh. That's what I want to see. Like, obviously, that's not going to happen. But but run. I want Dawn to run it up and leave, no doubt. I want to beat them and beat them badly. I mean, Missouri, between Missouri and Kentucky, they've always been like our SEC inner rivals. And I would love nothing else to beat the crap out of Missouri. Is their coach the same? There is. They are. She is. If it, it's the same coach that, that that got into the beef with Staley like before COVID. And you got Kentucky after that. Kind of. I know they're having a tough year, but I would love nothing else just to beat the crap out of them. But uh, we play uh, Kentucky on a Monday night, the following Monday, a week from tomorrow. So, yeah, so the women got a couple of games here that should be no problem. Um, I, I think they're gonna. I, I I think that they will handle business in Missouri. I think they'll take care of business home on Monday night against Kentucky. They're at A and M, and then Thursday, January twenty fifth at LSU. That's that's the game of the that's the game of the of the conference season at least. Yep, I can't wait. We'll be counting down to that. But great balance scoring today for the ladies against Mississippi State. It's fair to say the men and women own Mississippi State after this weekend. Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement, Bryce. That's fair. Um, but the, just the ladies were balanced today. I love seeing the starting lineup almost balanced between 10 to 15 points. It's pretty impressive. Um, 
Mississippi State gave us all we wanted and we responded like we always do. And if we struggle at one thing, we overcompensate in another area. So it's good to see the ladies not being scared about any other SEC teams they play. Um, Sumter, it was a good week of basketball. It was, man. It was. Uh, hopefully we're talking here next week about uh, the men and women not losing. That would be. Are you, are you ready for what epic. I hope? Are you ready for what I hope? What's that? I hope we're doing a pod Tuesday night. Ooh, little emergency pod to break out. If we, I don't like calling them emergency pods. It's not an emergency. Like, 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 like if we beat if we beat Alabama, it's not an emergency. Immediate a, reaction pod. Just reaction pod. Just a just a. We just beat Alabama. I'm hyped up. I need to talk about it before before I can wind down and go to bed. Bye. I, I like that. Yeah. And just, hopefully, hopefully we're watching it together, having a few beverages. That is, I mean, honestly, when when my wife told me that that I you've been talking about doing a podcast for years before we started doing this pod, right? And when my wife told me that we should do one, right? I remember exactly when it was. Do you remember beating Florida at Florida the first? game of SEC play Mike Coatsar was still on the team okay team was the team was bad we'd had a bad non-con and then we opened up SEC play we beat Florida we threw like a half court it was a weird play do you remember this yep we end up we end up just on the phone talking about the game for an hour after the game and and then and she when I got off the phone she goes yeah y'all should just do a podcast it could be that like, like, even if nobody listens, it's not going to waste your time. Y'all are going to do this anyway. Hey, we don't have any more hour phone calls anymore. We don't. We don't. We just get on the pod. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks, guys, for joining us this week. It's been a good week. Hopefully next week is even better. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again soon. For Sumter and Bryce, go Cox. GBOL.